This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7, brought to you by Coligan Water. Uh, I am Nate, or I'm not Nate, I'm Jake Bachman, he's <laughs> Nate Brennan, and uh, we'll be here with you every day. He, he's usually in a nice orange Virginia Tech Oh yeah, unfortunately I'm uh, staying in Virginia Tech today when it looks like they will not be making the tournament. But yeah. see, that's the thing, at Virginia Tech, we're okay with that. You are? We were competitive, <laughs> oh, we yeah, did alright, right, yeah. and again, it's because, like Nebraska, we're a football school. If the football team wins six games, no, done, boom, get them out. If we're competing for a tournament spot, you're playing. Right. You're playing relevant ball going we're into March. That's what Nebraska We're, we're playing competitive basketball in March. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, let's okay run. Let's run through this. I promise, just because it's a good story. Is the 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 story of Fred Hoiberg? If you're ready to fire him, just listen <laughs> to what you're firing, because this guy. Uh-huh. I mean, he could turn it around for you. Uh, and then there's another part of the career that you won't b- believe in too much. Okay, so his first year. Uh, at Iowa State, Fred Hoiberg started 13 and two, and then they lost a game to Nebraska, 63 to 62. So Nebraska kind of started them on their losing way. So they started losing a lot. They lost a 10 game losing streak, which you wouldn't be surprised to hear if you went through Nebraska right. season. Yeah, those happened under Hoiberg. Uh, but they broke that losing streak by beating Nebraska, 83 to 82 in overtime. This first year is all about Nebraska. They ended up finishing 16 and 16, just three and 13 in the conference, uh, and then a first round exit in the Big Twin tournament. Uh, Hoiberg's assistant that year included Matt Abdelmasi and TJ Alselberger, now the Iowa State head coach. Okay, next year. Year two for Hoiberg, they go 23-11, and 12-6 in the Big 12. Huge turnaround. Beat number five, Kansas, number nine, Baylor. He's, he, you know, he's capable of beating top ten yeah. teams. They got the nine seed uh, and, and even beat UConn, who was the eighth seed, before losing the one seed, Kentucky, in the round of 32. Royce White was a first-team All-Big 12. Hoiberg was Big 12 Coach of the Year in year two in the Big 12 under Iowa State. Year 3, 2012-2013, they go 23-12 and 12 again, 11-7 and 7 in conference play. They made it back to the tournament, this time as a 10 seed, so maybe didn't live up to the expectations. But then they beat the 7 seed, Notre Dame, and then even had a close mm-hmm. game in the second round against Ohio State. Didn't end up getting that win, but that was the 2 seed Ohio State. So either way, finished pretty strong there. Um, so moving on to 2013-2014, Otzelberger goes to Washington off the bench. He's replaced by Doc Sadler, of all people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ended up finishing number nine in the country, 28-8. and eight. Sadler was the missing juice. 11-7 and seven in conference play. Yeah. Seven top 25 victories. They won the Big 12 tournament and made it to the Sweet 16 as a three seed, even bouncing UNC from the tournament. <sighs> So that's that was the best year of Hoiberg, likely. Yeah. Uh, the next year, they go 25 and 9, 12 and 6 uh, in conference play. Before that, Doc Sadler takes the Southern Miss job, so he's off the bench. Uh, they finished number nine and number 19, respectively, in the polls. That's a bit of a difference, but either way, top 15 type of team. Uh, beat eight top 25 teams that year, including Kansas, for the tournament championship. However, they were upside upset as the three seed by the number fourteen seed uh, UAB, but still getting to the UAB. three seed. Yeah, UAB, the Throwback. Blazers. Yes. Either way, you know, so this is quite a resume, right? He's winning Big Twelve tournaments. He's taking teams to the tournament, taking his own team. competition. Yeah. Yeah. number three seed overall. Um, so he takes all that success and goes to the NBA with it. His NBA tenure was very, very strange. It was, it was Chicago. It was okay. If something doesn't work, we have to completely throw something new at it. So in 2015-16, his first year in the NBA went 42 and 40. Jimmy Butler got his second uh, All Star uh, selection. Um, the other guys, I mean, this was the end of the era, right? Derrick Rose, Pau Gasol, and Joakim Noah. Um, they were all uh, part of that core. His first mm-hmm. year, they ended up. 
breaking that apart. All those guys would, would go up after this season, so they blew it up, and then they made a big mistake in drafting Bobby Portis. 2016, hey, Bobby Portis is an NBA champion and a role player. I'll tell you why, why it turns out being a mistake <laughs> for Bobby Portis. 2016, 2017, they go 41 and 41. Uh, this is with the team with Dwayne Wade back in Chicago. That was their big, okay, we'll blow up Rose, Noah, those guys aren't right. going to get it done. We'll bring in Dwayne Wade, who was a, a native of Chicago, to team with Jimmy Butler and Rajon Rondo. In January 2017, the trio were all fine for criticizing the young teammates' effort. You ended up having a kind of rocker, locker room split between Rondo uh, and the young players against Jimmy Butler and Wade, so this was not great for Hoiberg's uh, roster management, right? They ended up losing to the Celtics 4-2 to as an 8-seed. However, they were up 2-0 on the 1-seed Celtics before Rondo got hurt. Yeah, I remember that. I actually that. went to that, that game. I was sad. I was going to go nice. see Rondo play, but... I didn't end up getting to see it, but either way, the Celtics won, so I was excited. Um, but that could have certainly changed. If Rondo stays healthy, who knows where Hoiberg is now. Yeah. 2017-2018, they're 27-55. and 55. They bought out Wade's contract. One year, they said that didn't work. They waived Rondo, re-signed Miritich, who was one of the role players on their team. They traded, ah, that guy. Oh, I love Miritich. They <laughs> traded Jimmy Butler for Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen. However, Bobby Portis ends up sucker-punching Miritich in a, fight, in a fight at practice. Again, a Hoiberg practice here. Miritich ends up missing 35 games because of it. Portis is That's suspended right. for eight. Uh, Miritich is not going to come back and play for the Bulls after this, so they ended up trading him uh, to the Pelicans, where he teamed with Rondo, who was, you know, this was part of their core <laughs> the previous year. He teamed with Rondo, AD, and Justin Holiday for by far the best team in Pelicans history. They went 48-34 and and upset the three-seed Portland to advance to Golden State. They ended up losing that series 4-1, to right. but they had some close games. Um, so it started to look pretty bad. Like, these are three different, completely different looks um, for Chicago. Nostalgic over here, Bach. I <laughs> forgot about all of this. That's right. So then it, it, it wraps up. Nikola Mirtich. That's right. It, uh, it wraps up pretty quickly, though. The next year, he was fired after a no they did They just blew it up again. They said, this roster shakeup. Um, I wouldn't blame that on Hoiberg, happen again. I wouldn't either. No. That's part of my point is with – it's tough. Uh, what do you? What do you, How are you going to win if, if, if somebody comes Your in and says terrible. your big three is Rondo, Wade, and, and Jimmy Butler, and none of them can <laughs> shoot? They're all. They all have egos, do do? and none of them can shoot. I mean, it's tough to do a whole lot better than what they did, but still could have done better. And either way, every year was the GM just making huge roster changes. Mm -hmm. um, who knows how much Hoiberg was at a part of that? Anyway, he was fired after a, a lot more roster shakeups and didn't have any success the next year, 2018, 2019. The rest, you know, he, he went to Nebraska and had some success there. But uh, I thought it was just kind of an entertaining uh, career that he's had, and just to kind of remember what you know, what kind of brought him there. And, and it's also interesting that T.J. Alsaberger, who is a, a good example of a lot of people thinking, hey, you can win in one year. You can get it turned around because they went 2-22 and 22. last year. Now Iowa State is a fringe top 25 team. He was an assistant under Hoiberg. Mm -hmm. So maybe he had part of the magic, but you, it's hard to tell because Doc Sadler came in and improved him when he left. So, you know, in all of it, a lot of it's player related. They always had uh, transfers coming in and on all Big 12 type of performers, you know, the Deontay Garretts, the uh, George Niangs, the, you know, those type of guys. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the roster movement changes there too. But, man, he had so much success at Iowa State. And it, it's. You know, sometimes when you just look at one Sweet 16 appearance, you go, ah, but you really kind of have to go back and live through those moments of beating number five Kansas for your yeah. first, you know, top 25 Long -term victory. Long-term success, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and just continuing um, to be such a tough out with that team in the Big 12 and getting to the Sweet 16, getting the three seed uh, in the tournament. I, You know, there, it's, there's, there, there's some disconnect about what's happening at Nebraska because when I look at Nebraska, it's like, 
I don't think that they're that they're they should be the five seed in the tournament right now. I don't think they have the talent for that, but I do think that there's something a little bit more there to than what what's going on where we see ten fundamental basketball mistakes a game, right? Right. I mean, there's also something to be said too about when they say an island of misfit toys. I, I would say this Nebraska team is probably a pretty good indication oh, of that yeah. because I mean, what's What's your strategy? What's your game plan? I mean, we haven't even seen that this season. I know the run and gun was the was the idea, but yeah. do you really have the personnel for that? I mean, they thought they did. They thought they did, but I, the college game is just so different because you just have a bunch of kids. I mean, at the end of the day, we need to realize the best player on the team is, what, 18, 19 years old? I mean, you have kids on the court that have never played basketball together and you just throw them on this team in Big Ten competition, which is by far the best conference this season, and you just expect them to win. And we've seen Nebraska's been competitive this season against top-tier teams that they probably shouldn't be. We've also seen absolute meltdowns bring in Maryland, Northwestern, where they just get blown out of the gym. But I just uh, – I don't 18 think and a half million. Yeah. going to keep saying it. What it comes down to, 18 and a half million – for a bunch, of, I just, I just don't, I, I don't see it. Again, they're college kids, and I feel like people sometimes forget about that. that but so were the previous three. The, the problem is, this is year three. This isn't like okay, something didn't work out well. I mean, who, all of a sudden, but nothing is other than out. McGowan's. Like, who has been on the team that you can legitimately say is an NBA talent? I mean, those Iowa State teams, like you mentioned, they had yeah. players that were NBA talent, played in the G League, played in the NBA. Other than McGowan's, I don't think Hoiberg has really been dealt that. Well, yeah, Delano Banton, and by the time Banton was out of here, he was right on the bench. Um, right. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a, you know, it's tough because when you take character guys, like, does it count against him that T Teddy Allen didn't work out well here and is now doing well at New Mexico State? Mm -hmm. It's his fourth school. It's not that's not a Hoiberg thing. That's a Teddy Allen thing, right? You know, so it's hard to count that against him. But when you add Teddy Allen to Cam Mack and you know not having Delano Banton start by the mm -hmm. end, and now now it's like it's it's like McGowan's. Success almost has to work against Hoiberg too, right? Because you, this is what you waited for. This is what everybody wants. Your seven-time Big Ten Freshman of the Week once again announced um, today, Which is crazy. and you have one crazy. conference win out of it's it. It's crazy. Yeah, you've that got is you got crazy. one of the gems in the conference. Yeah, when 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 you when you recruit five stars, like I know, like Nebraska's kind of new to this in football, right? There's like 25 of them a year, and half of them don't end up being that. Some of them take a while to get there. There's only a few of them that just absolutely are that guy right. in year one, and that's what he's been. Now, it's taken him a while to get there. It's, it's not every game like it isn't with any young basketball player, but he's the second leading freshman as far as scoring in the country. But you got text rights in the school that are kicking the crap out of us or college kids also, Nate. I, I agree with that, but you got to look. These are coaches that have been – throughout the Big Ten, these are coaches that have been there before. These are guys that have played together before. I mean, this team is, like, fairly new playing together. I mean, your best player is a true freshman, and next year he's going to dip. I mean, that's the, that's the thing is, like, you haven't Man. had time – to build your recruiting class, your players, get them on the court together. But it's year and then, three. You have you had also, the time. But, you just haven't you done know, it. Last year was COVID. I mean, there's something to be said for that, too. That team, that I mean, is you had the, ex COVID that's issues. the excuse for that, but that team was not. You have COVID issues. You have kids. Right you have direction. guys that haven't played together. I mean, there's just so many factors that are playing into this. But it's and year then you three. Say, Whose job is it to get this talent? Look at the recruiting class next year. You're the worst team in the Big Ten. You have the seventh best recruiting class. 
You're the worst team in the Big Ten. You should have the worst recruiting class in the Big Ten. That's how you would think that it would work. You get rid of Hoiberg, you will have the worst recruiting class in the Big Ten. Those kids will walk. Yeah, probably They're not staying for class. a new coach. They're not. I'm probably not. Not for this class. And it takes a time to build a recruiting class. It takes time to bring these kids in. It takes time to build But what are you chemistry. hoping to get? Bryce McGowan's? And if you know. do, what do you do with him? I Go 1-14 in the conference but play? There's, but, again, it's not just McGowan's. You have to have other players around him. You have to have, have chemistry on the court. But I you mean, can't tell me with Alonzo Verds, the sixth man of the year last year. Look, in the, in I'm, the not saying, They've I'm not got saying enough they're a one, win I'm not saying games. they're a one-win team. I'm not saying that. But let's not act like Nebraska should be competing for a, a bubble spot here. They just don't have the roster to do it. They just don't. All right, let's head to the uh, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685, and catch up to John. John, how you doing? Hey, guys, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. One of the problems we have is we don't have enough guys that will just come in and be a role guy. This guy will be a rebounder. This guy will be a defensive stopper. Everybody on this team wants to be the man. And when you have when you have that, you get what you got right now. So there should be a pecking order. And if that means that your freshman is the best player on the team, is the, the leader, then by all means, so be it. If we lose him, if he goes pro, then we're going to have the same thing all over again. He needs to convince McGowan to come back for one more year and build this team around mm -hmm. him. Get some chemistry. Get some more yes-men in there instead of guys that say, no, I'm the star, no, I'm the star, because that isn't working. It could be coaching. It could be the player's mindset. I don't know. But we don't have enough guys that will do these small things to win basketball games. Until we get that, we're going to have the same thing year in and year out. That's what I got. All right, thanks, John. Very good call because I agree with you too. Is I, I think too. that's part of the because that's how you build the chemistry because it is because right now what we've seen it's a new team every year. Yeah, keeping McGowan's that's how you build that chemistry. I well, agree yeah. with that, and I think I don't know at least for me. You can throw all this discussion away. If McGowan's is coming back, I'll sign up for another year of Hoiberg. I, just I think don't. anyone would. But if McGowan's is leaving, then you're then you're not left with really too much building blocks, and you're just with right. Hoiberg, who's had some nice classes that haven't turned into anything. With, but again, an but again, misfit toys again. But again, to John's point, part of that is because on, when you're going out there recruiting, you're going to say we're going to score 90 points a game. You get to shoot whatever green light shot you want. You get to score whenever you want. We're going to do all that. Yeah. And then all these players do kind of have that mindset where you don't have a role players set in the in the way that he wants to go even like Trey McGowan's is an overly um like you know he's not gonna do too much of a ball hog but at times he, he he does take it upon himself and maybe he should at times for being kind of the captain he is but there's it really is I mean the whole team is just like I, I want my shots Andre I think, I think John when Andre was, gets I think a John touchdown was right there yeah. well be, that's because they're recruited to that system though that's yeah. what was supposed that's, to be you're right, you're right. interest that's what is supposed to get them excited about coming is that they get to take a bunch of shots Let's go to Froff now on the text line. Froff, what's you thinking today? I cannot believe I'm hearing pro Hoiberg talk. Holy cow, guys. <laughs> I'm disappointed, honestly. We're trying to balance it out a little bit. We are. All we're we trying are. to do a little We also bit. looked at $18.5 million buyout, Froff. What do you think about that? Hey, well, the new Big Ten uh, NBC deal should help with that a little bit. <laughs> I yeah, think it would. Yeah. yeah, but, okay, guys, listen. He brought in the best recruiting class in Nebraska basketball history this last year, and that has got us one Big Ten win. Even if McGowan comes back, you wanna, do you want to do this all again? I mean, can you both tell me in full faith that you guys watch every single basketball game? 
because I used to be that way, and I checked out. I can't watch these 20-point losses, and that would just happen again next year. Fred Abdelmasi recruited the last recruiting class that came in, so if we're going to sign off on Hoiberg again, I mean, he has to get rid of Abdelmasi. We're pretty much doing the same thing with Frost, signing up for two years if we're going to bring him back with restructured whatever. I mean, I, I've seen enough, guys. I want to hear what you think, but I've seen enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. And that's certainly. I mean, that, that's the the that, problem. That's the discussion. Yeah. When it's not, it's that's the problem. Is Froff wants to watch every game, and he, he just doesn't can't get himself to do it anymore because of how bad. And I it think is. a lot of the fan bases. That's like how. That. Yeah, that's all. And, that, and that's want. the problem. And that's if if you think that you've lost to the fan base to no no return, then that's when you have that discussion. But again, it's just eighteen and a half. 18 and a half. That's not your money. I don't know why you get so caught up on that. Because I look at so many things that could be used with that money. There's so <laughs> many things. I, I'm a nutrition but guy. The most I make a build a new nutrition center. Screw a nutrition center. Get a strength, you need get a, a halfway decent basketball know. team to get people to go and get excited you, through the winter. Look, if you keep McGowan's, bring in the new recruiting class, keep a few of these guys together, build that chemistry, we might be having a different discussion. But to your point, do you keep McGowan's? Yeah, that, that's that, that's also that's also if you keep Hoiberg or not. I'm assuming yeah. you take Hoiberg another year to keep McGowan's. I would. I think a lot of, a people, lot of people would. would. Some people wouldn't though. Some people are just, and I don't blame them. I mean, th- these are historically bad records. We'll take a quick break and round things out here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Golden Water. Coming up next. <laughs> 